This is Tuesday, November 15th, and this week we're considering how we can help prepare and engage the next generation in the church and also in leadership. Do you know that Jesus had to be prepared before beginning his ministry? For some reason, we think that Jesus left his carpenter shop when he was about 30 and he, well, he just started right into it. That there was no training. Yes, scripture gives us only a little information on the training Jesus received, but we do get a glimpse that God, the Father, is developing him long before his public ministry begins. But first, he had to grow up. The gospel writer Luke tells us a little, but really summarizes Jesus' childhood like this. And Jesus grew in wisdom and stature, and in favor with God and man. That's Luke 2.52. Now just before this, Luke relates to us a troubling scene, one that we're not really sure what to do with. Jesus had gone with his parents to Jerusalem for the celebration of the Passover. And when the week was over, when his parents left, they thought Jesus was with them, but he had stayed back in Jerusalem and was visiting with the religious scholars in the temple area. His parents had gone a day when they realized Jesus was missing, and they retraced their steps, and it wasn't until the third day that they located Jesus. Here's what Mary said to Jesus. Why have you treated us this way? Your father and I have been searching for you in great distress. Now Jesus simply explained that he needed to be in his father's house. But think about this. What parents wouldn't have been worried half to death? To be missing your 12-year-old son for three days and not knowing what had happened to him? Imagine how patient Mary and Joseph had to be with Jesus. And Jesus' explanation makes absolutely no sense to them at all. But you see, this was part of Jesus growing into manhood. Now as I read this, I think of how patient all parents need to be. And how the church needs to patiently teach and love our covenant children. I really think this is the beginning of investing in them. It's treating them with grace and patience when they're immature, when they have so much to learn, and when they just don't make sense to us at all. Jesus had to grow in wisdom. He had to make his way through the stages of physical, emotional, and spiritual growth, as all of us have to. And this is why we are told that he grew in wisdom. Now, I think we can apply this right where we are. As we have seen, we need to be patient as our young people grow to maturity. We know they're going to make mistakes. And they should, we should prepare for the fact that there will be missteps along the way. Today, our young people can be so fearful of making mistakes that they fail to step out. First, as we're seeing, they need Jesus. To learn what it means to be His and to have their identity anchored in God's love for them. We can assist them by sharing our faith and by modeling a commitment to Christ and his kingdom. This means putting Christ at the center of our lives and our homes. And second, let's encourage them to take reasonable risks. Let's provide them with challenges that will help them grow. Our most beneficial learning often comes in the midst of failure. These are some of the best moments they will have to develop resilience for the long-term for long leadership and service. And third, 
we can mentor them into places of service in the church and here in our city. This is where they will come to trust God and discover that God is working through them. They will also find their callings and learn to lean upon the Spirit of God as they do. And finally, we can trust them by inviting them into places of leadership. And as they lead and serve, we can encourage them and cheer them on. In all this, we want them to know that we're always in their corner. We want them to succeed, and we're there to empower them to do so in any way that we can. Now, in my life, God brought a series of encouragers to mentor and speak into my life. The first, outside my family, was my youth director. He found a goofy kid that didn't seem fit for much, and he began to invest in me. The second was my pastor, the man that coached me into ministry and spoke necessary truth into my life as I needed to hear it. And then there was also a campus minister who took me under his wing and pushed me toward excellence. I am grateful that these men sacrificed time and, wow, they showed a boatload of patience with me. It makes me wonder if we see how influential we can be in the lives of our younger men and women, the ones that God has placed around us. Let's pray. Lord God, we are reminded of your wisdom, how you prepare us for the calling you have for each of us. Help us to see your faithfulness in the stories of our lives and to discern your hand of providence at work day after day. For in your name we pray. Amen. Amen.